Don't talk about I and we. Talk about you. Because the person wants to hear about themselves. They're there for their wants, their needs, their aspirations. Ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everybody. Good evening. Are you ready? Keep this frequency clear. I know you're going to dig this. I am. Okay, here we go. Check, check it out. You're listening to the Martial Arts Media Podcast, where you, the martial arts school owner, gets insider tips and secrets from leading experts to help you build a more profitable martial arts business. Now, here's your host, the founder of martialartsmedia.com, George Faree. Hi, this is George Free, and welcome to another episode of the Martial Arts Media Business Podcast, episode 31. We are going to do something different today, which is a bit of a recap, and I'm going to split this into two parts. So we are up to number 14, so up to episode number 14, and we're doing a recap, and I'm going to give you the top 25 learnings, findings, gold nuggets, whatever you want to call them from the first 14 episodes. So there's a lot of cool things in this episode. I actually wanted to do this in one shot, but I realized that there's a lot to talk about. So I'm breaking it up into two parts. the The next episode will probably have about 30 tips. So for now, this is the top 25 tips from the first 14 episodes. And a lot of the message you'll see, a lot of things start to overlap. Um, A lot of the message is in sync with some of the previous episodes and that's a good thing because when you hear people saying the same things and these are successful business owners then you know that this is gospel this is things that are working across the board so pay attention to those things so as always the transcripts are available on martialartsmedia.com forward slash 31 the number 31 and i'm going to jump right into this and start off with number one here we go. Okay, so number one, and episodes number one, two, and three were Phil Britton and Graham McDonald from the WA Institute of Martial Arts. Point number one, at some point you have to burn the bridges. And what that was referring to, of course, is when you're running a full-time job and you're trying to build the, the, the gym on the side, at some point in time, something's going to have to give go. Something's going to have to let go. And you're going to have to burn the bridges at some point in time. It's most likely not going to be a smooth transition. Most people take a lot of risks to, you know, go from a part-time business owner to a full-time business owner. So there's going to be some risks involved by taking that step. But at some point, you're just going to have to cut the ties and just go flat out and say, all right, this is it. I'm going all in. And when you're doing that, you might be struggling for cash if you don't have support. And if you are struggling for cash, why don't you focus on private private sessions, part-time sessions, do part-time session trainings during the day or whenever you have time and fill in those gaps to boost the cash flow while you are transitioning to a full-time successful business owner. All right, point number two, if you want to grow your school, stop doing everything yourself. So invest into systems and try and start putting the focus on your students and your instructors that you can get out of the the limelight, out of your business. So this, of course, depends on your model and how you want to structure things. All right, so number three, and this sort of goes in with two, but before opening your second school, why don't you take a holiday or travel away for two weeks, a few weeks, and see how your systems hold up? 
And I know Tim Ferriss talks about this a lot, about becoming redundant. And the way he does it is if he if he needs to, you know, if he wants to test systems in his business, he will go away for a couple of months in a place where there's no internet and no nothing. And then he cannot take charge of everything himself. Now, obviously, you don't have to go something that's that extreme. But when you do an exercise like that, you are forced to cut all ties. So you have to let go. Um, and that really forces you to look into your systems and how your business is set up so that you can take that next step. So a valuable exercise to do. Take more holidays and see if everything's in one piece when you get back. And if it's not, hey, then you know where your systems are failing. All right, point number four. And this was the Black Belt story from Phil Britton. And the, the story goes something like that. And, and I'll get to the message right at, at the end of, of this. But this is about a... Mum that talked about the fee increase for the next level and the instructor said to her, look, how about I do this for you? What if you invested the last, what have you invested the last four years? And let's just pick a figure and say that was 10 grand. So you invested $10,000 in the last four years with your child to do martial arts. And now they are a black belt. Now, if I was to give you that $10,000 in cash, but you would have to take away all the skills and all the abilities and all the life lessons that your child has gained over this time, would you take the $10,000? And then the mum thinks and says, no, not at all. And he said, well, let's double it. I'll give you $20,000. But if I give you $20,000, you've got to take away all the life skills, the abilities, and all the lessons that your child has learned while he has been teaching, learning martial arts. And of course, she turns it down. So the moral of the story, of course, is put the focus on the value that martial arts delivers and not the cost. All right, so where are we at? We are at point number five. Point number five was from me, and that was, should you have prices on your website? Never a good idea, good idea. But I'm gonna jump back a little bit. Now, generally speaking, if you're a martial arts school and you're going for entry-level type, you know, people are brand new, it's kids, you're focusing on kids and people that are not familiar with martial arts, you should definitely not have your prices on your website because people don't know martial arts. And if people don't know martial arts and what it's about, then when you put the price up, the only comparison they can make and the only value they can derive from is the price and not the experience. So now they become price shoppers because that's the comparison point. Whereas when people have experienced it and experienced the benefits and what it's going to do for them or their child, then they might have a different story. So it's never a good idea to have prices on your website. But, there's a but. Let's say you're, you have a different type of gym. And let's say, let's take Justin Sedell, for example, who's, who has Bali MMA in Bali. And they run a different type of system because people want to take their holiday in Bali and they still want to come and train for a week or two weeks or so forth. So they have their prices listed on the website. So if you have that type of school where you're providing a service for people that are maybe traveling or you have a high-level type club where there's, uh, which is known amongst fighters or jiu-jitsu pr- practitioners or something that people that are already established in martial arts come and train at, then that could work for you to have the prices up for certain packages and memberships and so forth. All right, but at the end of the day, I would rather say no, don't do it because when you put it put it up there, you, you've got to know how to really place the value on what it, what your training provides. And most people don't do that and most people will just put the price on straight. Number six, run darling. 
talk about the results that people want, your product is the obstacle. And what was further discussed in that was really just talking about the benefits, especially if you are doing Facebook ads. We were talking about Facebook ads, Facebook marketing in this episode. Talk about the results that people are after, the benefits that they are going to get from martial arts and not talk about the training itself because the training is the obstacle. People don't want to talk about the training, but they do want to focus on the results. There's a result that they want. So when you focus on the result, that's something that people are striving for and that's something that they can relate to. So talk about the benefits. Number seven, be specific with your targeting and keep it simple. So that with your Facebook ads, be specific. You, you only really need to talk to one person. You can't talk to everyone. If you, you know, and that's, that's kind of the thing that newspapers and flyers do. You put a message up there for everyone. Well, okay, you can filter it with your copy and say woman only and so forth. But you gotta, you got to have a, a, you know, people like to talk about the customer avatar. Who's that one person that you're having a conversation with? And if you can visualize that one person, who they are, it's a mum, she's in her late 30s and her kids are five and eight years old. And this is the type of lady that you are talking to. You can structure and customize your marketing message and tailor to that person. All right, be specific with your targeting and keep it simple. Number eight, and this is something we preach about website copy. Don't talk about I and we, talk about you because the person wants to hear about themselves. They're there for their wants, their needs, their aspirations. They don't care about your rank and the gold medals that you won and the tournaments that you won. They're caring about themselves and can you provide a value for them or for their kids. Can I lose weight through this? Can I learn self-defense? Can my kid become confident? That's what they want to learn. And Rod said it best is don't be weeing all over yourself, meaning don't put the wees obviously on your website. All right, so that's number eight. Right, over to number nine, Michelle Hex. There was a lot of deep value in this. One, a few things that I'm going to draw from you, have a vision, then plan your steps backwards. Okay, so have that clear vision of what you want. There's a lot of great nuggets in there about niching down as well. And I'm going to go to number 10, have self-awareness to assess when something is pulling on your self-belief. So when you're having obstacles in your business and some things don't feel right, and Seth Godin talks about being the intruder. You know, everybody feels like they are, you know, have that internal dialogue happening like, can I really do this? Can I really be doing this? Is this really me? You know, and I think he talks about Barack Obama, you know, being the president does, you know, he probably has the same sort of intruder type of perspective sometimes and, you know, has that internal dialogue, ask himself, well, me, really, am I the president? Well, not president anymore, but that, that conversation of doubt and everybody has that doubt. And if you're having that, that, doubt, have self-awareness to assess when something is pulling in your self-belief and try and work yourself through that. All right, so that would be on episode six. And we're moving over to number 11 with Paul Veltman. So first up, know your demographic without being everything to everyone. Number 12, grow confidence through leadership programs. So that's confidence within your students. Have leadership programs that boost their confidence and take them to the next level. 13, market for a season or a reason. And that is being, being in sync with, your, with what is happening in your community. Being a season or a reason. Is there a reason something is happening in your community or is there a season happening? Is it Easter? Is it Christmas? Is it Valentine's Day? How can you follow, how can you 
piggyback on the trend that is already happening in your marketplace and attach your marketing message to that. Number 14, spot the quitting signals from your students. And Paul mentioned we run a rule of three that every student at every class has to be encouraged and acknowledged at least three times. So the first one is, good day, how are you doing? And they have a look at the card and they see the training pattern and they can see it at the at the start of the year that the student was training a lot. Mid-year, they kind of dropped off. Last two months, they've sort of barely been seeing them and address things accordingly. So if you spot the quitting signals, then have a talk and, and, and have a chat and see where they are at and what is holding them back from their training. All right, number 15 with Sean Allen. Sean Allen was all about structuring your martial arts business to suit your lifestyle. So how it can suit your lifestyle. And for him, he's moved down to Margaret River. He surfs every day in some of the best surf. And he runs a small niche school, and which he's very passionate about because he, number 16, uses his martial arts school as a vehicle to get the message out about the things he values most. Climate change, education, and helping empowering kids through his program. And he is always full. He has a waiting list. For his small school and he's not into growth for growth he just is into uh, living his values and living a good life and teaching his message through martial arts number 17 brandon beliso brandon all about service orientation so brandon believes in no contracts no concept upsells but rather placing value in the service that they offer and treating their students with gold and by by focusing the way that they focus they try and keep the retention through the value of their service and not being constantly on the sales process of constantly having to upgrade for this and this black belt program and that black belt program and, and so forth. So that's the that was a constant message through uh, that Brandon Belisa spoke about and also about the, the way uh, kids and their values and how they you know are used to just getting things, instant gratification, and how martial arts can teach kids discipline through not getting rewarded, or getting their rewards, but not getting rewarded as in getting a black belt tomorrow when they started today. All right. Number 18, should you use a Facebook page or profile to promote your business? Now, I'd like to think this was episode number 10, and I'd like to think we've kind of evolved from that conversation, and it just shows, you know, this is this is last year, early last year, and this is a big thing that I'm still seeing, and I, I still see people do it. A lot of people really still use their their personal profile to promote their things. But the the better way to do it is you got to have that page because if you don't have a Facebook page, you can't advertise your business. And advertising on Facebook is a core part of your marketing. It's one of the top places to advertise right now. So if you if you do have a page, why don't you post your content on your page first and then share to your personal profile because your personal profile in the beginning especially will get a lot more reach because Facebook values their audience and they would rather have pictures of birth of a cousin or or something in your newsfeed than your business. Well, debatable if if your ads are relevant, but not free content. So there is a thing called edge rank where, where Facebook likes to filter out business type posts. So you've got you to gotta be strategic with that kind of thing. But for the purpose of this point, post things on your Facebook page and share them onto your 
profile. That was number 18. Over to number 19, message to market match. Say the right message to the right person at the right time for them. So where are they in your buying cycle? And that was from me. Where are they in your buying cycle? What have they seen? How have they been exposed to your brand? And what message are you going to be putting in front of that person at that point in time? Number 20 was episode 13 with Jess Fraser. And uh, Jess Fraser has the Australian Girls in Gear community. And she was talking she was talking about how having that type of overlapping community, and it's overlapping community in the sense that ladies are training at multiple gyms and they have this one community as a as a glue, if you want to call it that, because ladies have different experiences with jitsu and they experience different problems. And having this community involved that ladies can share their experiences with jiu-jitsu keeps it all together. And I was talking to Martin Gonzalez from Vanguard BJJ, and I had a training session with them one night, and they were very hospitable. Went for a burger and a couple of beers with them afterwards, and he was telling me that Jess has done amazing things for jiu-jitsu for ladies that most people are just not aware of. And he, he was an instructor right at the beginning. And he, he says he remembers when it was pretty much her. Just, it, you know, she was the only lady. And she's the um, 12th female to earn her black belt in Australia. But at that time, the girls in community, Australian girls in, in gi community was pretty much nothing. It was just her. And she was just pushing to get it going. And now, you know, with all the time and investment and the commitment, there's a, there's a big community of ladies doing jiu-jitsu and she is very responsible for that in Australia. So for the ladies, check out Australian Girls in Gi. All right, number 23, develop a leadership culture. culture. Sorry, I skipped one. 20, <laughs> let's go to 21, Hakan Manar from Australian Martial Arts Academy. All right, so number 21. Now, firstly, Hakan Manar is an extreme athlete. He's a super smart guy, and if, if you go search for any of his training and video tutorials on, on Facebook or YouTube, you will find you will find tricks and techniques that are, it's just mind-blowing. And he's had big shoes to fill with his dad, Master Ridvan Manav, who's been in the industry for 35 years, and the Australian Martial Arts Academy also recently celebrated their 35th year anniversary. And Hakan had a lot of good things to say, share. So 21, first-hand experience, proof that the skills and coordination taught in martial arts benefit other sports. And he experienced that when he was taking up soccer. 21, investing in your education pays off, which helped develop the frameworks and systems for the business. So Hakan got the best agree, degree he could in the top university in Sydney. And a lot of the frameworks and systems comes from his education and, and just applying everything he learned into the martial arts school. Number 23, develop a leadership culture where everyone is looked after and make sure that everybody is consistently improving. So they, they have the leadership culture and everybody's investing into their education and everybody's always raising the bar. And that's how they run 120 classes, seven days per week. 
Number 24, the core difference to know between Google AdWords marketing and Facebook marketing. And the big difference is Google starts with an intent. So you have a person who is already searching for something martial arts related, something martial arts in their area, uh, something martial arts or different type of martial arts or doing comparison. So this is the person that's already on the lookout. With Facebook, you have a very direct targeting, but the person might not have intent. So it's more sort of an interruption based of how can you capture this person's person's attention and work from there. Number 25, with both Facebook marketing and Google AdWords, remarketing can be very, very valuable. And remarketing or retargeting as it's called is a method of tracking people that actually see your ads and have ads show up to them at a later stage. So kind of, in a creepy term, follow you around on the internet, but you might see that when you go to a website, you go to Amazon or eBay or somewhere, and then the next minute you're seeing an eBay ad on Facebook, and that is retargeting. So you can get very strategic with this and all about being relevant with your conversations to people. And that's it for this episode. We will continue either next week or the week after, depending on scheduling of a very, very cool interview that I've got lined up. So depending on that, will be depending on when we will release the other half of this episode. So lots still to talk about, lots of cool tips that we're going to be sharing. And again, show notes are on martialartsmedia.com forward slash 31. martialartsmedia.com forward slash 31, the number 31. Thanks. Chat to you soon. Cheers. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening. If you need help building your martial arts school, check out martialartsmedia.com.